Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sports Radio 94 WIP. I'm Tom Kelly in for Big Daddy Graham following a horrendous Eagles loss 27-17 to the Giants on Sunday afternoon. Um, it was really worse than that, to be honest with you. The Eagles were dominated in this game. They were close at times, but this game never really felt close. It never really felt like a game the Eagles were going to win. And we're, we're going to get to Carson Wentz more this hour. We'll get to Doug more because Doug Doug has lost any kind of feel for this team whatsoever. And I, I want to play some sound from him from after the game as well as some sound from him from right after the Cowboys game. And when Doug spoke after the Cowboys game, I got the sense that he didn't understand how dire the situation was for this football team and the fact there are major massive issues that we all saw. Um, so we'll get to that. Um, but to piggyback off the last caller, Kent, who I thought made a really good point with Carson Wentz, is is this really what the bar is for him now? Like, as I see people defending him after this game, and I'm not saying Carson Wentz was the only reason they lost, but that shouldn't be like the defense of Carson Wentz. It shouldn't be. Well, he wasn't the main reason we lost this week. And he didn't turn the ball over at all. So that's progress. What are you going to do to help us win the game? You know, he was outplayed by Daniel Jones significantly. Daniel Jones in his second year, a guy that we mocked up to this point in his career. We mocked Daniel Jones weekly. I've mocked Daniel Jones. I've mocked Joe Judge. I've mocked Dave Gettleman. And that crew beat the Eagles on Sunday. Um, But, you know, is this really the bar that we have set for a fifth-year franchise quarterback? Is this really the measuring stick? That as long as he's not the main reason you lose, that's good enough? That's acceptable now? Um, Not to me. I want a guy who's going to find a way to win. I want a guy who's going to show improvement. And... Carson Wentz didn't show any improvement on Sunday. I mean, he didn't turn the ball over. If we want to we want to clap and give him credit for that, I mean, he's a fifth-year quarterback. I wouldn't expect him to turn the ball over uh, anyway. Um, but I just feel like his play and our, our the fact that we have been conditioned over the years to make excuses for him, that we have set the bar so low that we don't hold him to the standard that the franchise quarterbacks should be held to in this city. Um, and, uh, you know, if he doesn't play better, if he doesn't improve, it's time to move in a different direction. I am, I'm, 
I'm pretty much there. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm pretty much there. I don't think he's a good player anymore. Um, I don't know if it's the injuries. I don't know if it's the coaching. I don't know what it is. Um, but I don't think he's going to work out in Philadelphia. I just don't. I've come to that realization. And I think the quicker we all come to that realization, um, the quicker that we can move on and the Eagles can move on as a franchise. 215-592-9494. 215-592-9494. If you want to get in, uh, let's go to Mike in South Philly. Mike, I, I got to apologize to you, man. You were right this whole time. I was wrong. Oh, you, mean, you just mean in general about the Eagles? I just mean in general, yeah. I, I, I know you have been preaching for a long time that this organization was deeply flawed. I maybe was hopeful that that wasn't true, but um, uh, you, you, were, you were clearly right, I think, at this point. Well, I mean, I'm not happy about it because no. it sucks. The Eagles yeah. are in a really bad spot. Yeah, they and, are. And, you know, like, it's like, if you look at the Eagles' season, right, it's like, okay, when they played the Steelers, it was like, all right, like, they showed signs that they're, they're, you know, they're going to be better. They're going to they're be good. And then they, and that didn't happen. And then they played Dallas. And it was like, oh, once they play Dallas, uh, once they play, uh, play that terrible defense, they're going to get going, they're going to be better, and it didn't happen. It's like, well, once they get healthy, they're going to get better and they're going to get going, and that didn't happen. And then it's like, okay, well, now that they got the bye week, they're going to put it together, and that didn't happen. And it's like, at this point, look, people have to face reality. Like, I, look, you can, people can think whatever they want, but I'm just going to tell you the truth. This team sucks, and they're going nowhere this year. And there's no, like, I mean, we're checking off all the things that people thought were going to turn around this season, and it hasn't happened. And the, the only fact of the matter is the Eagles have been a bad football team all year. And the only reason they're not eliminated from the playoffs already or virtually is because they play in the worst division in the history of sports. Right. No, Mike, you're, you're right. And, you know, it, it is uh, amazing when you look at, uh, because we have excused bad play, poor play, because of injuries for so long. And I think everybody just felt like when this team gets healthy, they're going to take off. Well, they were pretty healthy on Sunday. They were pretty healthy on Sunday. And, it might have been the worst game of the year. Right. Nothing looked any better. I, I can't remember, Mike, even in their bad years, even in 2012, 2011, 2015, I can't remember another year where nine games into the season, they still haven't played a good football game. It, it's crazy. I can't remember yeah. nine games in another season where they are still yet to play a good football right. game. And the Giants are a better team than the Eagles right now. I mean, they almost beat them the, the, the previous meeting, and they would have if, if Ingram just held on to a ball. And they're actually, see, the Giants are actually progressing. They're actually getting better. The Eagles have shown no ability to do that. And honestly, Tom, looking at the schedule the rest of the way, I think it's two wins at most, at most. And they, they could lose out. They'll probably find at least one more win. But, I mean, you're looking at a four- or five-win team. And the Giants are improving. But, like, but the thing is, who cares who wins this division? Right. Like, it's, like, I, I hear people, like, dissecting this game. It's like, well, who cost the Eagles this game? I'm like, it's not just about this game. This is a meaningless game and a meaningless season, okay? It's about the bigger picture. Like, do you want to win championships? Do you want to, to build a championship contender and get back to a Super Bowl? And if you do, it's not about picking apart individual games. It's about looking at the big picture. And when people analyze Carson Wentz, like, I saw a lot of people on social media going, if anybody who blames Carson once for this game doesn't I'm like who cares about this game right. okay it's not about this game it's about do you want a quarterback who can take you to a Super Bowl and the fact is we don't have one right now so what happened versus the Giants is irrelevant it's do the Eagles have a quarterback 
who is capable of leading the Eagles to a Super Bowl. Not only do they not have that, they don't have one who's capable of leading them to the playoffs. Right. Well, I mean, do, do they have a quarterback that's capable of beating Daniel Jones? I mean, no. seriously. A quarterback capable of dissecting a Giants defense that stinks. Like, And that's why well, I agree with you. When I, when I see people like, well, you can't blame Carson Wentz for this one because he wasn't the main reason he, they lost. Okay, what did he do to help them win? What did he do to help them win this game? And the answer is nothing. Yeah, you can't. All league quarterbacks do something, and he's just he's just playing with him. He's just an ordinary guy. Yeah. And if it was any quarterback that we hated in this town, like if this was a Cowboys quarterback or, or a Washington quarterback, we would be mocking them for how bad how bad he looked and how ordinary. I mean, we've we've done it with Prescott. Whenever yeah. Prescott has an ordinary game, like oh look at Prescott, he's just an average quarterback. Well, guess what? Prescott at his most average is still looking better than Carson Wentz is right now. Yeah, we did it last year, Mike. That that final game, that final Eagles Cowboys game at the link, we were mocking Dak Prescott after that game. Yeah, absolutely. And look, man, if you're Jeffrey Lurie, you have to look at what's going on with this organization uh, because it's not just Carson Wentz. It's obviously Howie. I mean, you know, I, I've, I've been on Howie hard the, the whole yeah, – but it's, now you're tacking on Javon Hargrave. Now you're uh, tacking on Roby Coleman. So these are two more misses. And look, I, I think it's still too early to give up on Jalen Rager. Uh, it's, I mean, to even talk about it. But the fact is – that Justin Jefferson is dominating, that Judy looks really good, and, and the Eagles, they, 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 didn't have an, they, didn't, they opted not to trade up for Lamb. They opted not to take Jefferson, so you, that could potentially be another miss. But even if you don't include Rager, Hargrave is looking like a miss. Roby Coleman's looking like a miss. And then you get to Doug Peterson, and Doug Peterson, I mean, the, the luster is so far worn off from the Super Bowl year. I mean, it's like... He's getting out coached by Jason Garrett yeah. on the other side. Like Jay- Jason Garrett's offense looked more explosive than the other team's offense. But how how can you if you're Jeffrey Lurie, how can you look at yourself in the mirror and look at what's become of this proud franchise that they're struggling to make the playoffs in a historically bad division and say, this is okay, we, we just run it back next year. Like, something significant has to change because they've already changed things. They changed assistant coaches. They've gotten some new guys to, to work with Howie. And it's still, they're still regressing. Nobody is improving. Tom, who has improved in this, in, on this, in this organization over the last two, two or three seasons? I can't think of one person. Yeah, I can't. So, and then, so why, no, so why young, keep the coaching yeah. staff? If nobody's, isn't that the, the point of a coaching staff to make your players get better? If they're not making players better, why not make significant coaching staff changes? Oh, without a doubt, Mike. This is the first time, honestly, this is the first time in his tenure after this game that I think Doug's job is legitimately in jeopardy, and rightfully so. I really do believe that. Yeah, and you know what's so sad about this season? This is how bad it's become, Tom. The fans this season have been more encouraged by the losses than the wins. Oh, yeah. Like, the most optimistic the fans have been this year were after the Ravens' loss and the Steelers' loss. Yeah. Right? Like, how pathetic is that? Like, they're, so, they're not good in any aspect. Their cap situation's a mess. Like, Tom, they just need an organizational rebuild. And there's nothing wrong with that. They won a Super Bowl with this group. Like, like if I told you five years ago that the Eagles would hire Doug Peterson, Harry Roseman would come back, they'd draft a quarterback named Carson Wentz, they'd bring back Foles, and, and, and they would win a Super Bowl out of it, and then a few years later you would fire them. You would take in that deal, right? Yeah, of course. Uh, no, absolutely. And I think anybody would have. I appreciate it, yeah, Mike. Care, Thanks, man. man. I appreciate the call. And yeah, I mean, we've had that debate for years. Of would you take a Super Bowl for five years of awful? And I guess this hasn't been awful. Um, the Eagles have gotten into the postseason, but of course we would have taken that. But what people need to understand, you know, that I under I, I get that we have 
emotional attachments to guys that helped win a Super Bowl, like Doug and like Wentz and Howie and and people that were integral in winning that championship. I get that, and we'll always appreciate it, but that does not guarantee you a job for life. It doesn't. Winning a Super Bowl does not guarantee Howie Roseman a job for life. It doesn't guarantee Doug Peterson anything. doesn't guarantee Schwartz anything. doesn't guarantee Wentz anything. That was three years ago. Three years in football time. Man, that is ages ago. Think of back 2015. 2015 was the last year of Chip. Three years prior to that was the last year of Andy. So we're talking about a whole Chip Kelly tenure. Which is like a whole era of Eagles football. That's 18, 19, and 20. That, that's the time that we have gone since the Super Bowl. It's ancient history. And we got to judge, you know, these uh, people in the Eagles organization based on what they're doing now. It's what we mock the Phillies for all the time. Is that they are judging their GM and their, um, you know, manager and people like that on what they've done in the past. How about what they've done for your team in recent years? And the fact is, over the last couple years in Eagles football, the organization has been a failure. Have they made the playoffs both years? Sure. They backed their way in both times. They got in nine and seven both years. They were six and seven before the Vikings imploded in 18 and they snuck in the back door of the wild card. They were 5-7 and seven after losing in Miami last year before getting a benefit of the schedule and having four games against the NFC East that they had to battle to win all those games. And the Cowboys imploded in front of them and they backed their way in there. But this team hasn't been a good team since 2017. They haven't been any close, anywhere close to that. And, you know, everybody needs to be held responsible. Everybody should be on the hot seat. Let's go to Michael in Washington Township. What's up, Michael? What's up? So, um, thank you for taking my call. No problem. And um, so, the, you know, this this loss hurts. And um, I made a bet with a um, Giants fan. And uh, there is a YouTube video of a uh, Eagles fan eating um, horse poop on, on YouTube. Okay. And I, there's a um, profile picture of it as my um, profile picture on well, all well, social media for. Um, well, where's this? Where's TV. this going, Michael? Uh, no, I was just telling you that I made a bet, and then, um, but I wanted to talk about like Wentz and Hurts. Too. Yeah, go ahead. Um, you go ahead with that. Let's uh, transition over to that. Point. All right, I'm sorry. Um, no problem. So, I am a you know huge Carson Wentz believer, and I have been for years. Like I, I like that you know we drafted him and all, and I don't want to say put Hurts in, but after after today's game, I feel like I'm losing trust in Wentz, and he as well as a lot of other Eagles fans are too. But I know, like, why why don't we give Hurts a chance? Like, a lot of people are like, oh, Wentz is the quarterback of the future. Oh, I don't know if he is. Like, like yeah, I, what do you... No, I get you, Michael. I appreciate the call. I, I, I mean, the the reason people think that is because they're paying Carson, Mentz, Carson Wentz an exorbitant amount of money. You know, they are. They're paying him a lot of money. And benching a franchise quarterback or a guy that you have you know, kind of knighted as your franchise quarterback is a significant move. Like, it's no small move to just say, oh, we're just going to throw Jalen Hurts in there. Um, But do I think it should be considered at some point? Sure. Yeah. I mean, 
Carson Wentz has played very poorly. And I'm not saying I've seen anything based on the plays they put Jalen Hurts in um, to to tell me that he's going to be great. But, I mean, Carson Wentz is getting outplayed by Daniel Jones. Let, like, let's just, and I'll keep boiling it down to that. Two games against the Giants this year. Daniel Jones has outplayed Carson Wentz in both of them. If you had to choose right now, and I, I can't believe we're asking this question. Um, if you told me six weeks ago, if you told me four weeks ago, that we'd be asking this question, I, I'd, la- I'd, I'd just laugh you off the air. But you have to choose right now. You can take one guy long term. Carson Wentz, Daniel Jones, who are you taking? It's not clear cut. Uh, certainly not clear cut for Wentz. I'd lean Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is the far better quarterback on Sunday. He's far more accurate with the ball. He's got far better touch. He makes better decisions. He's more mobile. I mean, I can't think of one thing right now that Carson Wentz does better. Um, and it, it's it's scary to think about that because you need in in the NFL. There are two things that you desperately need. Obviously, you need a decent GM, but the GM is really in position to get these two positions right, and that's head coach and quarterback. And I don't know if the Eagles have either right now that I feel comfortable moving forward with. Because the more we go forward, the more it seems clear that Doug Peterson was helped significantly by the staff around him in 2017. Team hasn't looked the same since. Offense hasn't looked the same since. Quarterback hasn't looked the same since. Carson Wentz is a far worse player now than he was uh, back in 2017. Carson Wentz is a far worse player now than he was last season. So you have to have questions about both those positions. And if those positions are wrong, that means the GM got them wrong and the GM's got to go too. And this is really, this is the first time, the first time since that Super Bowl victory that I realistically think that Howie Rosen, Doug Peterson, Carson Wentz, their all of their jobs are in jeopardy. Even at the low points of the last two years, I never thought that kind of dramatic change was necessary or that it would happen. I'm getting there now, and Jeffrey Lurie's got to take stock of all of it. Let's go to Chuck in Worcester. What's up, Chuck? Bobby, a couple of things. Uh, first off, I hear these callers periodically. They call it a McNabb comparison. Uh, first, let, let me let me trash some of that. Donovan McNabb was not a likable person. Number one. What does that have guy, to do with his play? We're ta- I'm going to talk about comparisons. Why people didn't like him? Every time there was a loss, he, the cameras on. He's laughing. He's carrying on. He's yucking it up. Then you get another such a thing. No, so you, you prefer you prefer the way Carson Wentz handles losses, which is just, just tipping his cap to the other team every time. That that you enjoy that that the, his answers to those questions. Tom, how old are you? I'm 33. Do you remember the backlash of McNabb? What he would do? Like, yeah, I do. Every time you had the, the people were laughing. Then you had another thing, Tom. Yeah, I do. But, but what was, does that have to I do? I don't know you with... that well, but I can tell you one thing. I get the impression your personality. If your mom kept buttoning with the the reporters and everything, and 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 talking for you, his mother used to embarrass him half the freaking time. She was always in the news criticizing the coach, criticizing the fans. You forget all this. No, I don't. For but what does this have to do with people Car- when they what? call in? That's the reason people did not like Donovan McNabb. I don't care why people. Reason. 
you know what, Chuck? I don't care why people didn't like him. I'm just going by what I saw on the what I've seen on the field. And uh, on the field, Donovan McNabb was a far better quarterback than Carson Wentz. I agree with you, Tom. Okay, well, what I'm trying to tell you is Donovan McNabb at the time was not very popular. In okay, this I just don't understand what that has to do with the conversation we're having right now. But it's it's all right. Well, listen a little bit better. You're talking about something entirely different than what I'm talking about. Yeah, Chuck, you're talking about why Donovan McNabb wasn't liked 15 years ago. I just okay. don't get why that's relevant Tom. to this conversation. That's okay. all. Tom, listen. Yeah, I'm listening. You, you have a good night. Okay, whoa, Chuck. I don't know why Chuck was getting why he was getting so upset. I mean, I just didn't really get why the McNabb thing was relevant to this conversation. I He's not a Donovan McNabb fan. Okay. I, I think Chuck did not explain himself well. I think what he was saying, because we were talking earlier about how well, we were so critical of Donovan, but we're not as critical as Carson, which is true, and fans should be harped on for that. And he was saying that for some reason he thinks that the reason that we were more critical of Donovan was because of his personality, which, I, I you know, maybe. maybe that was part of it. Fine, if that's yeah. the way you want to think, but he just didn't do a great job of explaining that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I always thought that stuff with him was overblown. I think the laughing and that, I mean, I think it was a defense mechanism. Whatever. I mean, I, 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 I kind of yeah. prefer, at least Donovan would show a little emotion every now and then. We'll play Carson Wentz's comments after the game, but, you know, you really got to take their, you know, Giants, hey, hey, they got a good defense. Got to take your hats off to them. Uh, because that that's all, you know, uh, they made plays. That's all Carson Wentz ever says. He's like a robot. Alex, show some emotion. Like, seriously, get pissed off. Your, your, your offensive unit has been a disgrace this year. Get pissed off. Like, say, I got to be better, whether you believe it or not. Like, I, and this is what being a leader's about. Whether Carson Wentz believes it's on him or not, sometimes just go out and say it. And I'm not saying Donovan McNabb handled himself well. He didn't. But... I'm worried about Carson Wentz right now. I'm not worried about what Donovan McNabb did 15 years ago. I, quite frankly, I don't really care about that. Um, but we'll get to Wentz's sound in a little bit because, I, I mean, you know what he said after the game. That's a good defense, you know. Got to tip your cap to them. You know, we'll get back to the drawing board. He throws out every cliche in the book. Says the same things every week, and nothing changes. It, it, it's it's infuriating with with this head coach and this quarterback, I'm so tired of it. I'm tired of what we've seen all year. Nine games. And we have not seen a a, a, a good Eagles performance yet. Um, and I can't remember, even in bad seasons, even in terrible seasons, 2012, Eagles finished 4-12. and 12. At least they got off to a 3-1 start that year. They had a good week two win against Baltimore. Like, uh, I can't remember... Anytime this deep into a season, we're still waiting to see any kind of solid performance from this team. And somehow, they're still in first place in this dumpster fire of a division. 215-592-9494. Steve, Manny, Joe, get all you guys when we get back. I'm Tom Kelly in for Big Daddy Graham. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Sports Radio 94 WIP. I'm Tom Kelly in for Big Daddy Graham. 215-592-9494 if you want to get in. Um... We'll obviously talk Eagles pretty much all night tonight, but uh, this is an interesting week in the NBA, and we'll talk about that more tomorrow. I'm back on Wednesday night into Thursday morning following the draft, and it's starting to look like James Harden's going to get traded this week. Now, 
Reports are that Brooklyn is involved, which, I mean, just please don't let that happen. I, we really want to see another super team. Durant, Harden, and Kyrie all being on one team would be ridiculous. But um, it looks like James Harden is probably going to get dealt. Whatever Brooklyn has to give, uh, they don't have any assets like Ben Simmons. So I think if Daryl Morey wants to make this happen, he can probably do it. Uh, so all I'll say is stay tuned this week. Obviously, tonight's a night to dis- discuss the Eagles and dissect all the issues with them. Um, but it's going to be a very interesting week in the NBA and one that could change the uh, bounce power in the league and could change the uh, direction of the Sixers franchise uh, for a long time. 215-592-9494 if you want to get in. 215-592-9494. Talking about the... Just organizational failure of the Philadelphia Eagles. Nine games into a season, we're still waiting for a competent performance from both sides of the ball. Um, And Sunday was awful all the way around. Doug was awful. Terrible decision-making. Going for two down four makes no sense whatsoever. I I was flabbergasted that that was a decision he actually made. I don't care what the numbers say. um, Doesn't make any sense. Um, Carson Wentz looked terrible again. He's just another guy. He's just another guy. Joe Giglio made the comparison on Twitter, um, and he's right. He was Bengals version Andy Dalton. Just kind of out there, not awful, not good, just kind of managing the game, uh, make a couple throws, a couple good throws, a couple bad throws, but he's not really going to help you win. That's what he is at this point. He's worse than Daniel Jones. He got outplayed by Daniel Jones. That's a problem. Defense was terrible. Special teams was terrible. And in the end, it all comes back to Howie Roseman. And for the first time since the end of 2017, Howie Roseman, Doug Peterson, Carson Wentz, all their jobs are on the line the next seven weeks. And at this point, I wouldn't be shocked. And I honestly, things keep going like this, I wouldn't be opposed to all of them getting blown out. Uh, Let's go to Steve in Egg Harbor. What's up, Steve? Yeah, what's going on? Yeah, well, I think there's a few things that can be said now. I mean, uh, first of all, Number one, the, the term franchise quarterback for Carson Wentz is a joke, and people should stop using it because he's not a franchise quarterback, never has been a franchise quarterback, and as I can say right now in all honesty, he's not even Nick Foles, okay? Number two. Well, though, I mean, coach, Nick Foles has stunk this year, too, in all fairness. Well, he, has, well, he hasn't been worse than Carson Wentz. I'm sorry. At least he's won some games against good teams. He beat Tampa Bay at home. He uh, came back from three touchdowns against Atlanta in Atlanta, and there's no way Wentz could do that. I, I mean, either so, way, I mean, we're talking about two of the five worst starters in the league. Yes, yeah, no so. doubt about it, but yeah. like I said, he's not even Nick Foles. Number two, our coach is borderline, if not completely arrogant. With that move today, was just totally, totally mind-boggling. mind-boggling. I mean, you know, I, I just... You take you come to what is it? Oh, oh, well. So if we got a field goal, we'd be up by one. I'm sorry. That's just stupid logic, stupidity. And I also number three don't want to see the Eagles make the playoffs because you know first of all how he's how he's got to go. I mean he's absolutely butchered this team. Um, uh, his draft picks are horrible. I mean, okay, he missed on Whiteside, but he also missed. I don't care what anybody says, and I know we haven't seen what Rager can do yet, blah, 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 but you're going against the guy who was playing in the Big 8 with TCU against a guy who was going against NFL-caliber NFL players almost every week in the SEC. You see how many people were drafted out of that conference. Jefferson was the play. Everybody in their right mind knew it. 
and he just he's arrogant too. He just wants to make this. Uh, I'm smarter than everybody else. He did it with Whiteside over the over the beast that is in Seattle, and he did it this year with Rieger over Jefferson. I'm sorry, there was no doubt in my mind, probably anybody else's mind who watched college football and what that man did in the playoffs last year, Jefferson, yeah. with the four touchdown performance in a clutch game like that. You well, got to take that guy. And Steve, I mean, you look at some of the other first round picks. I mean, Dillard got hurt, but there were a lot of questions about Dillard going into this season if he was healthy, whether he's ready to go. And I don't care what anybody says. Um, you know, it's one that doesn't get mentioned enough. How disappointing has Derek Barnett been? Seriously, Derek well, Barnett's invisible. You're right. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's bad, Steve. I appreciate it, man. Uh, right. Yep. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. And yeah, Steve brought up. They're going for two down four. It just it just made no sense. We'll get Doug's comments on it later, um, what he was thinking there. But, okay, even if you get it, which uh, let's just, if we just play this out, it, it makes no sense. Even if you get it and you go down two, the way your defense is playing, did you really have confidence you were going to win that game 22-21? Like, did you really have any confidence your defense wasn't going to allow any more points the rest of the game? It, it's just, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. And I'm not an anti-analytics person. I'm really not. Um, I think they're a useful tool. But I have no idea what Doug was thinking. And that kind of thing, that kind of decision-making has happened with him way too much this year. Let's go to Manny and Blackwood. What's up, Manny? Yo, Manny. Let's put Manny back on hold. Go to Joe in Washington Township. What's up, Joe? Hey, what's going on, Tom? Not much, man. What's going on? Not a... You know... I understand where you're coming from with, you know, you, you can blame Carson Wentz. 100%, you can, you definitely can blame him. But you have to realize, and I'm sure you do, he needs more tools on his belt than just Miles Sanders or Alshon Jeffrey, who, let's face it, is old, who doesn't have the step that he used to have. Jalen Rager is, you know, uh, mediocre at best. This isn't a developmental team, you know, or, or coaching that these players are going to be astronomical. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I, I will say this. I, I, I mean, Rager's a first-round pick for a reason. I, I think he can play. Um, he hasn't had a ton of drops when the ball's been thrown in his direction. When he's had the ability to make plays, I mean, he's made them. He hasn't had a ton of opportunities because he's hurt. Um, right. I mean, you look at Fulgham. Fulgham's a guy who, when he's been given opportunities, he's made plays. I think right. Dallas Goddard's a top ten, 10 tight end in the league. So, Joe, I, I, I get what you're saying, and I know at times in Carson Wentz's career he hasn't had the tools around him. I don't think right. that was the case Sunday. I really don't. No, I, 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 I don't think that. I mean, watching, watching the game, on average, I was watching drops by, you know, either, I mean, granted, they weren't great throws. But again, they were catchable throws that these guys are just dropping in, you know, I mean, whether it be a little bit of coverage. And the reason that Rager got picked over, you know, uh, over Jefferson was because of of, uh, of Moorhead, because he played with Rager's dad in, in Indianapolis. 
so of course, you know, this is going to be kind of a favor. Oh, you know, we're, we're going to take this kid and we're going to try to, you know, uh, make him into something, you know, as a, you know, top 10 or top 15 receiver in, in the league. I mean, I'm not, uh, Joe, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not here to defend Howie, but I don't. I don't think the Eagles drafted Jalen Rager as a favor to the wide receivers coach. Like, oh, no, no, I, I, I don't think so. But, I mean, you know just as well as I do, I would have picked Jefferson over Rager in a heartbeat. Yeah, and, yeah, and I, I, I can hear you on that. I, I would have as well. But, right, right. Yeah. And, and, that, and that the defense is garbage. It is to let Daniel Jones scramble and run for 56 yards is pathetic. It's Daniel. It's not. It's not Lamar Jackson. It's not Teddy Bridgewater. It's not Aaron Rodgers. It's Daniel Jones. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I do, Joe. But you know, you look at it, and we compare the quarterbacks. Uh, the Giants' defense is worse than the Eagles' defense. Like, why? Absolutely. If, if Daniel, Absolutely. if Daniel Jones is able to carve up the Eagles' defense, why can't Carson carve up the Giants' defense? Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I get. It. I. I totally get it. I yeah. totally get it. And the sad part about it is, next year, you know, how Howie is is going to go right to defense. He's not even going to be able. He's not going to get help. You know, or, or even sign anybody in the off season to to help. Carson even more. You know what I mean? He's going to go defense for for the, the linebacker out of Notre Dame or the cornerback out of Clemson, and and it's just going to be and it's just going to make it even worse. Yeah, no, I I got you, Joe, and I appreciate it, man. Thanks, and uh, it you know I don't know where things go after this season. I I, I do think Howie Roseman's job is legitimately in jeopardy. Um, Jeffrey Lurie trusts Howie uh, more than anybody, but Jeffrey Lurie, I I do believe if he sees how bad things are, and we all see how bad things are, he will make changes. Like he has shown that. You know, kind of tendency when things are spiraling out of control, he will make changes. And this season right now is eerily reminiscent to me of 2015, the last year of Chip Kelly, where the Eagles were hanging around in a bad division. Um, uh, in the end, you really knew it didn't really matter. Remember that year, uh, the Eagles did have a game with Washington. The second to last week of the season ended up being the last game Chip coached, where it was a Saturday night game. If the Eagles won, they would have won the division that year. For as bad as that season was, um, the Eagles could have gone to the playoffs, I think, with like a 7-9 and nine record. And it, it didn't end up happening, and the Eagles made a ton of changes. This year feels a lot like that. But even that season, you know, there were better performances early in the year than we've seen from the Eagles this year, we're nine games in, and we haven't seen one single solid performance from this team yet. And Howie, the roster he's constructed, has holes everywhere. Whether you look at the linebackers, whether you look at the corners, um, which outside of Slay um, have been bad. And by the way, Slay is fine, but he's not a difference-making corner. He's a decent corner. He's not a difference-maker. Darius Slay have any turnovers? Does he have any picks this year? I don't think so. Um, you know, the the defensive line that you've invested so much money in isn't getting it done. They don't get pressure. They don't stop the run. The offensive line stinks. Uh, the quarterback isn't playing well. The offensive coaching staff that you have assembled has not done a good job in helping the coach and certainly not done a good job in helping the quarterback. 
So I think Howie's job is certainly at risk. Doug's job is certainly at risk and should be. The job he's done this year and the way he is just seems out of touch with this football team. And Carson Wentz's position as the franchise quarterback should be in jeopardy as well. Nobody should be safe. And honestly, as far as getting to the playoffs anymore, winning the division, I don't really care. What I want to see out of the last seven weeks of the year, who should be here? Who do you feel like you can legitimately bring into the future and could be a positive for this organization long term at any level? And who should go? Because there need to be significant changes at the end of this season, whether you win this pathetic division or you don't. 215-592-9494. Jaleel, uh, Tom Art, we'll get all you guys right after the break. I'm Tom Kelly in for Big Daddy Graham, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Sports Radio 94 WIP, I'm Tom Kelly in for Big Daddy Graham. If you want to get in, 215-592-9494. We usually do the weekly NFL recap around four. We'll do it a little later in the show tonight because we got uh, a lot of calls. We will do it at some point. Moshe and I will go through all the games from the uh, day in the NFL on Sunday. A lot of late games on Sunday because of the Masters, um, in which Dustin Johnson ends up winning, uh, setting the record uh, for low score. But we'll uh, we'll get to the Week 10 recap a little later on in the show. Um, still got to get to the Doug Peterson sound, um, Carson Wentz sound from after the game on Sunday. We'll do that in the 4 o'clock hour as well. Um, and also some interesting sound from Mike Silver of NFL Network uh, talking about Carson Wentz's future in Philadelphia. And, you know, a couple interesting nuggets in there that uh, I-, I think are somewhat illuminating as far as Carson Wentz's practice habits that Mike Silver uh, brought up, that there could be concern with the way Carson goes about his business that the Eagles have issue with. So we'll get to that as well, but uh, plenty of post-game sound and, and uh, things to dissect as we continue on from a hideous display on Sunday. And, um, you know, it's time we just realize it's a bad team. Nine games in, still yet to play a good football game. 3-5-1, and one, look at the quarterbacks this team has beaten. Daniel Jones once in a game the Eagles should have lost. Evan Ingram catches that ball. Um, the Eagles are swept by the Giants this year. Nick Mullins, who was brutal, and uh, Ben DiNucci, who is probably never going to take another NFL snap again in his life. These are the only quarterbacks that the Eagles have been capable of beating this beating this year. And um, nobody's job should be secure at this point. And Jeffrey Lurie uh, really needs to start evaluating this organization top to bottom because changes are going to be made at the end of the season. It's just a matter of who stays and who goes. Uh, let's go to Jaleel in Delaware. What's up, Jaleel? Hey, what's going on, Tom? What's up, man? Um, I don't know what most of your callers are talking about. That game that game was lost because of Wentz. Wentz is the biggest weakness of our team. They had 10 drives. They only scored on three of them. I mean, I'll admit the defense played uh, undisciplined football. All those times Jones should have ran the ball, he should have got laid out. He should have been scared to, to scramble that ball again. Yeah. However, Wentz is the biggest weakness on this team. To say he needs more receivers or more weapons is a lie. Greg Ward played his ass off. Uh, Miles Sanders did. Boston Scott did. The tight ends did. You can't say Rager's a bomb. Rager catches everything you throw at him that's catchable. 
every pass he throws, I mean, I think he threw like almost 40 passes. I think maybe seven of them. They actually got the numbers on somebody. Every play, they're either catching it at their feet or they have to jump as high as they can to catch it. He's going to get one of his players killed out there. Yeah, I mean, more he, no, more high throws, Jaleel. And, you know, and I think when you look at it and you bring it up, and I think it's a way we look at the bar is, you know, you 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 – think Wentz was in large part to blame for this loss and I think he certainly is is partially to blame but the issue that I have is the bar that we have set for him now where people will say well look at the defense and look at the special teams and look at the Doug and yeah all that stuff was bad as well but that's the bar we have set for Carson Wentz at this point which is as long as he's not the main reason they lost that's acceptable you know that's not good enough yeah Tom um Keep keeping him on the field at this point is hurting the team. I don't care what you say about it. Like I, I, I mean, we've seen Hurts throw the ball twice. I don't know how good he is. They don't even give him an opportunity. Wentz has to go. I, I mean, you cannot tell me that the offense has not been playing at the, their best ability, and Wentz is not putting it out there for anybody. I mean, he can't get the ball to no one, and they're they're open. They're really playing their heart out there. And out of ten drives, you scored three of them. I mean, the defense kept you in the game. How do you not score on seven drives? Yeah, no. no. It's it's killing me, man. Get him out of the field. No, it was bad, Jaleel. I appreciate the call. I I will disagree on the defense. Defense was terrible. Like, I I don't think the defense was good at all. Defense gives up a touchdown on the opening drive of the game. Eagles get it to 14-11. It feels like they're... In an op, in a position to seize momentum, a position to seize control of the game, defense gives up a touchdown drive immediately after that. So I'll disagree with the fact that the defense, you know, played, you know, decently well and kept the Eagles in the game. They were terrible uh, too. But uh, my issue with with the Wentz stuff is this is the bar that we have set for him now. Is that as long as he's not the main reason that they lost? That's good enough? Like, that's the bar we have set for the franchise quarterback? He was outplayed by Daniel Jones on Sunday. He was outplayed by Daniel Jones on Sunday significantly. That Giants defense is not good. The Eagles should have been able to score 28 to 31 points. They should have. Um, Is that all on Wentz? No. Is it? Partially on him and a significant portion on him? Absolutely. You know, and you look at it, is he the main reason they lost? I I, I don't know. I'd probably say no. But what is he doing to help you win? Like, I want a quarterback who is going to help me win football games. Be a main reason why I'm winning football games. Carson Wentz isn't doing that right now. He is an average at best game manager. And... Uh, you know, the quicker we realize that, the quicker we understand uh, how we can at least move forward with him or without him. Um, but uh, something on that offense is not clicking, whether it's Doug and Carson and the partnership, um, but it's not sustainable. You cannot continue to play this way and be as awful as they were on third downs. They didn't turn the ball over in this game. I guess you give them a couple claps for that. Great. They went one game without committing a turnover. Um but 0 for 9 on third down, like not being able to pick up third and shorts early in the game, it's it, it's it's terrible, and it's not sustainable. Uh, let's go to Art in the Northeast. What's up, Art? Hey, how you going? How's it you going? You know what? 
Tom, I'm, I'm getting so tired of hearing about tools that the Eagles don't have that's making an excuse for Wentz. Good quarterbacks with less tools have had teams. They've carried them on. You there, Art? I think we lost Art. We'll come back to Art. Let's go to a Tom in Alabama. What's up, Tom? Uh, good morning, Tom. Good Thank morning, you for Tom. taking the call. It's no problem. It's a great pleasure to speak with you. Thanks, man. Uh, this, this uh, thank you. Uh, this, this is truly defense, offense. There's no. This just a bad. I mean, bad Tommy. Because you know, Peterson. It, you know, he's basically lost his way. I mean, uh, the players. They didn't quit, but they damn sure looked like they wanted to. Tom. Uh, you know, the whole thing goes back to Howie Roseman, if you ask me. Uh, three drafts in a row. Not one significant player has really panned out, Tom. Then he takes Hurts for, uh, with that second pick. Let me tell you what's going to happen when Jalen Hurts comes in here, Tom, because I've seen Jalen Hurts on many an Alabama Saturday with many an Alabama fan, and they came away with the same opinion I did. He fades back to pass, Tom. Oh, he waits about a second, maybe 1.3, and he takes off. And if he does decide to throw one in the pocket, it's going to be a nice, he's got a good arm, but usually it's going to be inaccurate, Tom. So everybody's in a real big hurry to get him in there. Well, trust me when I say I live in Alabama, and I've been living here a pretty damn long time. Things are going to get a hell of a lot more worse, Tommy, before they get a hell of a lot more better. You think, I mean, Tom, you think it can be a lot more worse than what we've seen so far from Wentz? You think Hurts would be that much worse? Like, I'm not telling you he's going to be better, but, I, I mean, I don't think he can be a lot worse than Wentz has been. Wentz has been terrible. I agree. Uh, you, you hit it on the head. He's been – I mean, it's it's like complete opposite of 17. I don't know if it's the injury or what. And I'm of the opinion, Tom, that I saw Wentz last year. His, his head is always red. It looks like his blood pressure's up. I think he, it wouldn't hurt to lose 15 or 20 pounds for Mr. Wentz. I think he's out of shape is what I think, Tom. I think the Philadelphia Eagles, Doug Peterson at that press conference, could not answer questions, Tom. That he, from what I'm understanding, he looked like he was a damn deer in the headlights, okay? Him, like you said, him, Schwartz should be gone today. His ass should be on a spaceship he flew in and somebody flying the hell out of there. He should be gone Peterson needs to be evaluated, and Howie Roseman needs to be evaluated. Friends or no friends, this is a business at the end of the day. Yep. And the Philadelphia Eagles organization is not anywhere where it needs to be, Tommy. I ag- I agree, Tom. Great call. Appreciate it. I always love hearing from Tom in Alabama. Uh, he's not normally a, an early morning show caller. Tom, up a little earlier tonight, but Tom is fired up. That's what, that's what, you know, I, I get it. I'm fired up, too. He really brought the fire. Like that, yeah. I, I love those kinds of calls where they just people let it are, all out. People are angry. People are angry, Moshe. I mean, this is they should uh, yeah, it was terrible performance. And and it is all around. It, it's everybody. And you know, Tom brought up Doug at the press conference. And I want to play some of Doug when we get back. Because Doug Peterson is in denial right now. Doug Peterson is in denial as far as where this football team is and where this football team is going. And this is a trend with Doug, where many times he doesn't have his, his finger on the pulse of this team. And I want to play you, we'll play you when we get back, and I see Art's there, Art's back, we'll get to Art as well. But um, I want to play you a couple 
pieces of sound from after this game, and how it conflicts with sound from after the Cowboys game a couple weeks ago. Uh, because a lot of the issues that Doug all of a sudden realizes are issues after this loss, we all saw after the Dallas game. Uh, but Doug didn't feel that way then. So we'll get to that when we get back. And um, Doug's future, because this is first time since the Eagles won Super Bowl 52 that I think Doug Peterson's job is legitimately in jeopardy. And it should be, uh, because he's been terrible this year, and he bears a lot of responsibility for the way this season is going for the Eagles. 215-592-9494. If you want to get in, uh, open lines, good time to join the show. You've been pretty jammed up, but open lines now. So if you want to join in, you're welcome to. I'm Tom Kelly, in for Big Daddy Graham, Sports Radio 94 WIP. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.